All right. So we are in Mysteries of the Kingdom, and we are on page 10, continuing the conversation about what Jesus has said. He said, the kingdom of heaven has come. And in that, we have been talking about previously about the kingdom of heaven being a real place and how it is a place as tangible and real as the world we live in. It's just in a spiritual realm. And we're discovering that we can understand a little something about this spiritual realm when we look at the, the way our governments and the systems and, and, and the structure of the world and governments, how they run and rule and control the life that we live in. Um, we can very easily understand the kingdom of heaven. And I believe that was no accident. I believe God established a world that we can live in that would give us glimpses into his kingdom. And so when we think about a kingdom, we know there's a king who is ruling and reigning. And when we think about citizens, we know that we are a part of the citizenship of the kingdom of heaven. And so this is a beautiful conversation. And so basically, we are just continuing the dialogue with Denise and Deborah. And we're, as I said, on page 10, where we are looking at the scriptures that begins to connect us and help us to see a little bit of how this kingdom is structured. So we're looking at some of these scriptures and Denise and Deborah, I think, have some contributions to just jump right off in our discussion today. So what do you guys have to share? Amen. Um, we are on page 10 and there are a number of scriptures listed here. And what I found when I went through it is that these scriptures are instructions on how believers should live in this kingdom that we are discussing. Absolutely. Matthews 5, 9 says, blessed are the peacemakers. And Luke 6, 35, love your enemies, do mm -hmm. good and lend, expecting nothing in return and your reward will be great. John 1, 12 through 13 says, but as many as received him, he gave the right to become children. And I would like to end with my sharing with Ephesians 1, 5. He predestined us to adoption as sons through Christ Jesus to himself, according to the kind intention of his will. When I hear that word adoption, it yeah. reminds me that millions of people find that those who are adopted, um, unfortunately, some have had bad experiences, but um, I'm hearing that some uh, focus on adoption being some form of abandonment, but here, Adoption is a wonderful thing, and yeah. it is um, a blessing, and it is powerful to be adopted in the body of Christ. Yeah. So from here on, anyone who hears this, I hope that they will see adoption as a powerful thing, and mm. adoption is something that was created by God for us to be able to be with him again, to be adopted into his body. So that's what I wanted to share about these scriptures here. Wow, Denise. 
that is really powerful, what you're speaking of. And honing in on the idea of adoption, this passage says, according to the kind intention of his will. And just like you were speaking of, adoption is special because yes. you know we could be born into a family, but adoption is when we are chosen because of an intention of love to have us and make us their own. And mm -hmm. uh, I love that you brought that out because that is powerful. And uh, while we are all God's creation, we became lost and separated. And yes. then through Jesus Christ, we became adopted back into the family of God. That is just exceptional. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <clears throat> I had a couple of comments about two of the scriptures that are listed on page 10. Um, also, Matthew 5, 9, to share my thoughts. Um, once again, that's blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Mm -hmm. um, I immediately thought of 1 Corinthians 14, 33, mm -hmm. um, which says, for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace as in all churches of the saints. Yeah. And then I thought of James 3.16, which says, where, for where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. And it just reminds us as children of God to follow peace. Mm. Follow yeah. peace, not confusion, because God is not the author of confusion. And so often, um, you know, in our lives, at least for me in my life, um, I've noticed confused confusion, <laughs> you know, around me. And it's, it's unsettling. And uh, in those times, I really don't feel the presence of God. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't feel comfortable moving forward. Mm -hmm to do anything. And so, um, you know, it just reminds me that sometimes we have to pause and we have to, um, you know, talk to God and, and hear his voice. I mean, just even with decisions, you know, that we need to make, um, it's so important to follow, follow peace. Yeah. Blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called sons of God. So those were my thoughts on, on that scripture. And then there was one other, 1 John 3, 9 and 10. Um, that particular scripture on page 10 that says, no one who is born of God practices sin because his seed abides in him and he cannot sin because he is born of God. By this, the children of God and the children of the devil are obvious Anyone who does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor the one who does not love his brother. And that made me um, think of who are we? It made me think of, you know, our identity. Um, our, it's not our actions that determine really who we are. It is our identity that should determine our behavior. Mm -hmm. We are made righteous because of Jesus's sacrifice and our acceptance of the free gift that he's given us. Mm -hmm. Just as Denise was saying to be 
adopted into his family. And so I think we were talking before about the righteousness, you know, being um, made righteous because of Jesus. And with that, when we really recognize who we are, we're not able to just continue uh, to walk the way we used to walk and be comfortable with it. Right. I was sharing before about the young man who was counseled by a pastor um, regarding his smoking weed and uh, the guy wanted to be able to stop it. And the pastor said to him, you know, say to yourself every day, I am the righteousness of God. And the guy did that. And he came back with the testimony that he had no desire to continue to smoke weed. So I think that the key for us to understand is understand our identity. Who are we? Yes. And for us who maybe have or understand maybe in a greater way who we are, to have patience with those that are not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard folks um, you know, make a judgment because it is a process, you know, mm-hmm. it's a process to learn who we, to, to really come into the full knowledge of right. who we are right. as God's children and the righteousness of God. I just want to close this particular section in thought with um, a reading of the message version of that same mm-hmm. scripture. Um, this is 1 John 3, 9 and 10. It says, people conceived and brought into life by God don't make a practice of sin. How could they? God's seed is deep within them, making them who they are. It's not the nature of the God begotten to practice and parade sin. Here's how you tell the difference between God's children and the devil's children. The one who won't practice righteous ways isn't from God, nor mm. is the one who won't love brother or sister, a simple test. So that's very thought provoking and should a, be. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say that's, that's a wowzer right there. It's a wowzer. And really mm. it speaks volumes because mm. if you can comfortably continue to live the same life, you have to question, yeah. where are you? I mean, if you can comfortably, no mm. conviction, Live the same life as before you came into the knowledge of who Jesus is and accepted him as Lord and Savior, became his adopted son or daughter. If you can come comfortably live the life you lived before, then you have to question the authenticity of your acceptance of your new identity because we have to accept our new identity. Yeah. yeah. So. Food for thought. That's some heavy food for thought. Um, Karen, can can I ask you to, um, I made a note right there where it says practicing sin Mm -hmm. and a uh, conversation we had previously was jarred. And I made a note to ask you to expound on this. Many believers can make it to heaven by living their whole lives under grace, but they will miss the experience of living in this kingdom we're talking about here on earth. Mm-hmm. And I w- made a note for you to expound on mm-hmm. that. So 
It relates to practicing, um, practicing the principles of living, being in the kingdom and those who feel like they're under grace, but they're, they're not practicing the -hmm. principles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Man, we are all on the same, all in the same lane. What is touching us in this conversation? Because what yes. stood out to me was that word practice. And yes. this, this passage of scripture that I think the, 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 the fact that we are really deeply analyzing and meditating on what does it mean to live in God's kingdom? We're looking at these, these um, aspects of the kingdom or of, the, of kingdom living that Man, when you read now these scriptures, they just stand out in a way that seems like I've read this, I've seen this. Why isn't is it that it's hitting me so much more deeply now? And I pray that you know those who are listening to this discussion, um, if there's anything that they take away from the discussion about the kingdom of heaven, it is to impart the sacredness and the seriousness and the loving instructions that become now warnings to us of what kingdom living is truly all about. Hmm. That aspect of practice is a huge word. I mean, it just changes everything in terms of what God is saying. Denise was mentioning grace, you know, and, and that is an attitude of where we feel like, you know, we can kind of bend the rules because, hey, we're in grace. I honestly don't think people think about it that far. I think they just do. They just do what they want to do. And if it's too hard, if it's too challenging, or if they're too comfortable and this is their way, they just stick to it. And so the, the scriptures that we read, you know, just opening up this discussion, one of them was Matthew 7, 21. So how interesting that Matthew 7, 21, and when you pair it with this passage, Denise uh, emphasized, or rather Deborah emphasized 1 John 3, 9 through 10, look what it says. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. So we're talking about knowing and intentionally practicing the will of the father. This is what Jesus talked about. And so we cannot escape the reality that God is very intentional about us living out his word, because that is the transforming effect on our lives. We don't live out his word. We don't transform. And then in our ignorance, not grace, in our ignorance, when we stand before him, we will think we know him. But he will say, but I don't know you. Mm. Now, that's a fearful reality because, look, we've talked about how many times that the church, many people, many in the world will say church folk are some of the most hateful hateful people, meanest Mm. people. We can talk about some folks. We can judge some folks and just put our head down on the pillow and not think another thing about it because we do so many other religious things that makes us feel comfortable. But it's in this context that we discover God sees all of that and Mm -hmm. he is not moved. 
And so it, it becomes now a warning to us to realize the seriousness of what God is speaking. It is a warning to us to say, understand, this is ignorance you're walking in. I think it's in James that says, um, I'm paraphrasing, but it says, do not just listen to the word, but be doers of the word. Otherwise, you deceive yourself. Right. So the scriptures are clear and it's awe-inspiring. This is where the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom comes in. We should reverently fear the Lord because his word stands and it's going to convict us at some point in time prayerfully, not when we are standing before God. Mm. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. Prayerfully. Mm-hmm. Amen. We want that for our loved ones and the Lord wants everyone mm-hmm. to receive this benefit. Yeah. Yeah. This is just, a, it's, I, to me, it's like a, a, a shocker because I've experienced like Deborah, you were talking about you've been in confusion and you've been in environments and among people who are negative. Funny thing, I was just thinking about this this morning that some people that I get around, the first thing you can almost you can almost hear the invitation to go into talking about people. It's like yeah. they'll throw a point out there and it's like, okay, here we go. <laughs> They're getting ready to say something bad about that person and go take a run with it, you know. And I was just thinking, if I'm in that situation again, what will be my, what could be my response from this point on? Because, you know, I tend to walk out or I just tend not to be a part of it. But if I'm in the conversation where I can't escape, you know, I was literally meditating on this this morning because, you know, these are what we would deem beautifully saved people, Mm. but this is their habit. You know, and their lives continue, as the world would say, their lives flourishes, and yet they do not have love in this way, because that's what we're really talking about. They do not have love in this way. So we're not to judge, but we can look at this and go, oh my God, are you serious, God? Is your word of what you're saying really serious? Because what does that mean about those that I love? Is it, are you for real? Is this really the way I'm reading it? Yeah. And the, mm. the reality is, is that it is. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's powerful um, regarding uh, what you're saying about how do we choose to respond? Because mm-hmm. this is how we practice the word. Yeah. You know, how do we respond? We, we don't have to go along with mm-hmm. what is being presented in cases. And I actually, it's funny you should mention this. I was having a conversation with someone yesterday. And it was going into a lot of discussion of what was wrong with someone else yeah. and their circumstance. And yeah. I think I think the Holy, Holy Spirit just um, said, you know, it was like an inspiration to stop mm-hmm. and pray. Mm-hmm. And that's what I said to the person. I said, you know, let's not talk about it because mm-hmm. we're not we're, we're furthering it along, you know, so right. we create with our words. Right. And, um, I said, let's, let's pray about what we know is needed because they don't know these people that we're talking, mm-hmm. you know, we were talking about, they don't have mm-hmm. an understanding obviously because of how they're choosing to live. 
And so um, I actually stopped and we had a word of prayer and the person thanked me, you yeah. know, for redirecting how it was going mm. because, you know, it, it wasn't helping anything. If you think yeah. about it, when we just rehearse all that is wrong mm-hmm. and you just harp on it and harp on it, yeah. how is that helping? Anything? Yeah. Yeah. You know, they needed revelation. The folks we were talking, they needed someone to be able to minister. And sometimes it's not always us because folks exactly. don't always receive. Yeah. You know, the same from everyone equally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we can pray because we know that God uses whom he chooses and he'll send the right person to yeah. give the message. So I'm I'm expecting some breakthroughs. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm expecting some things to turn around, but we have to make a difference and it's a choice. Yeah. I mean, just like our choice to accept Jesus every, every day we're making choices yeah. to deny our flesh. That's what the word tells us, you know, that it, mm-hmm. it's a choice. We have to consciously make it, you know? Um, and for me, I'm just finding that I'm more heightened, you know, to, mm-hmm. to what I'm saying and what I'm doing and how mm-hmm. I'm responding and that's a choice. I believe that too is a choice because right. I said, Holy Spirit, you know, create in me a clean heart, Lord God, mm-hmm. and help me to serve you the way that you want me to serve you. Yes. And, and I think when that is sincere, Holy Spirit will give you the opportunity to respond maybe differently than you have before. He'll give you those opportunities to make a different choice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Ladies, may I add to what you're saying? I made some notes next to the scripture um, on the next page, which is Romans 8. Um, Karen, you mentioned being pulled in or a line being put out there to Mm -hmm. be pulled in. And Deborah, you mentioned praying. The note I made next to this paragraph um, pertaining to Romans 8 is conforming to this world. And um, there are some people who need intercession and that is with our praying. And um, with the intercessions that um, are needed, it helps some people to enter into the kingdom of God that we are talking about, that God is trying to teach us about. And Romans 8, relating to that here, says the whole world, earth, the whole earth groans Mm -hmm. for the appearance of the sons of God. Why is this so? The whole earth also fell victim to the fall of man through Adam and Eve. Genesis 3, 1 through 24. And I am summarizing the areas that I underlined. The biblical definition of sin is separation from God and separation from God is death. Death is a condition of living in darkness. This seems so powerful. I didn't want to um, slide over this. This is not merely a physical state of darkness in as much as it is a mental, emotional and psychological state of being separated from God. This whole paragraph, I underlined and circled, and it's so powerful, but I just wanted to share a piece of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's 
That's exactly <laughs> what we're talking about. You know, yeah. We're illustrating what the practice, when we're not practicing um, the will of God, what that looks like and what we engage in and what our, our lives end up in death, being separated from God. And this, you know, man, this word is just telling us the truth about all things in this way. And the, the way of peace is, is demonstrated, like Deborah said, you hear it, you, you sense it, you redirect it, you know, and, and we're always operating in an attitude and in a perspective of bringing peace. And so we be, by the, by the word of God, we are defined as the children of God, not thinking we are, not presuming we are, yeah. because we do certain things. He, God, is telling us, I'm defining you as my people when you walk in peace. So there's no room for us to deceive ourselves of what that looks like. And it is an intentional effort, which makes it a practice, everyday practice. Yeah. And um, this is just, a, a, once again, I said a, a, a wowzer, powerful awakening to the truth of who we are, Deborah, our spiritual identity, who we are in God. And it's, you know, it's really critical. Very much so. 